This week on Fade to Obsidian, we're discussing chapters 16 to 20 of Lightbringer. We recommend you've read to the point in the series before listening. We'll be discussing violence and using strong language. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Fade to Obsidian. Take a seat, grab a drink, and let's spill all the tea on the ships and relationships in the Red Rising Saga. Welcome, everybody, to Fae to Obsidian, your podcast of relationships, spaceships, and everything in between. We've kind of just jammed everything into the Red Rising universe at this point. Uh, welcome, Salem, back for like 8th, 9th, 20th, who knows, time. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> no idea how many times it's been now. I should probably count. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's um, been... One fewer than enough. Yeah. But the next time it will also be one fewer than enough. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. Um, oh, yeah, I'm Skipper and joined as always, but this time from prison is Crescent. I should have said that earlier. <laughs> Crescent is uh, on a work trip and they're yeah, I, I in caught a hotel. some of that. I heard from prison. <laughs> yeah. He's at a hotel with absolutely horrible reception right now, so he might be present in this video. He might not be. I'm having to run. Yeah, I'm having to run Discord off my uh, off my Wi-Fi or my hotspot on my phone. So, because I can't even connect to the hotel Wi-Fi. It's so bad. (laughs) Well, well then. We will try Let's see and, how this goes. Yeah, we'll try and make it yeah. through. And this will either happen tonight or you guys will get this much of a video and then it'll switch and I'll be in my regular setup. Yeah. There you go. Um do it all over again. Yeah, well we we've got contingency plans. It's fine. We'll figure it out. And we are talking tonight, what, chapters 16 to 20, which is some juicy chapters. One is one of my favorite in the whole, it might be my favorite chapter in the whole book. Uh, One of the Mustang chapters. Uh, And uh, Mm -hmm. nicely separated tonight of Lysander gets two chapters. Mustang gets three, which is, of course, why Salem's joining us, our Mustang expert, if you will. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we have... What's everybody drinking? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have See, Tim's like I've been on here a bunch of times. I, I... know. You can just. Yeah. You're a regular. Um, I have Pim's cup which is because I really wanted to drink it, but then I thought really long and hard, and it's because during the Lysander chapters. Um, so Pim's Cup is the official drink of Wimbledon politics, tennis of the, like, you know, really rich people sitting around, batting things back and forth. I'm just going to pretend that it was all, co- like, coordinated, and I just didn't just want to drink Pim's Cup. So That's just the most laborious reference. <laughs> Just, just, yeah, pick my drink first and then go, tennis, that fits yeah. into this somehow. Yeah, do, do, the, do the mental gymnastics to get it to fit. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to also contain, like, 
every fro floating food you can, like strawberries, oranges, cucumbers, mint. And I don't have that because I'm lame, but just pretend it's a whole cocktail of all the golds just fighting at each other. That's, that's my, you know, my attempt tonight. All right, Crescent, what do you have? Okay. I've, I've got one find? that, uh, well, I have, I have one for each. Uh, they don't require any mental gymnastics. Um, I've got Jerkface 9000. <laughs> I will let you uh, decide who that's for. And then I've got Lion Ale. Nice. Perfect nice. choices. <laughs> who? Can um, I just ask? Well, no, we don't get sponsored. But Liquor store is not very... No, but who produces Jerk Face 9000? <laughs> like, what uh, brewery Parallel did 49 Brewing oh. Company. I like Parallel 49. Okay. Uh, where are they from? Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of theirs. Okay. Hilarious. All right. What do you got, Salem? Salem, sparkles. what about you? Um, sparkles. I have oh, yeah. Salem's Slurry. Um, it Ooh, is, there's nice. a whole big chunk of sparkles <laughs> on the it. bottom of this, so that's what I keep looking at. <laughs> you can probably see it if you're looking at the video. Um... Which is a yeah, blueberry lemonade, sparkling water, uh, ginger beer, gin, April, and a bunch of other random shit I have in my closet. It's very... So, that is why it's called Salem Slurly, because I just throw shit in it. Yeah, it's very like witch's concoction, which is perfect. This will air mm -hmm. what, on yep. the 1st? I don't know. 4th. All Saints Day. All Saints Day, Damn. November 1st. So... Very witchy. All Saints Day month. Yeah. <laughs> Which that segues into, we have been, <laughs> we've been um, celebrating Halloween, and yes. Merlot was awesome and came up with Halloween. So, little spin on words there. Yeah. And so right now we've got, tomorrow is the last day to enter for the costume contest and the pumpkin carving contest. So those will be announced, and winners will be plastered all over the interwebs, um, yeah. and they earn some extra prizes. It'll be a fun, personalized Howler's Den Skelly Crux t-shirt. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, I love it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've been doing a great job with Halloween. We've got all of the... Or Howler's Eve. Yeah. Howler, shit. Halloween. Um, with all of movies, we've been playing... Watching lots of movies. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a witchy time. We all, I think my favorite, I don't know who started it, but everyone's got their spooky names. So yes, I am Spigger Treat. Them. Crescent is Howl Out the Crescent Moon. You're just Salem, but now you've got a witch's broom. Is it? A, yeah, you've got yep. Yep. something and some, witchy. Some glitter. Yeah. Uh, but there is some really hilarious, hilarious names like... Yeah. Uh, shout out to Alcatraz, but spooky for really just throwing <laughs> it down. Yeah. Uh, next week, Alcatraz, <laughs> but spooky will be joining us, but it will be November. So I think she's just Alcatraz, yeah. but yes, just there's some... Alcatraz, but colder, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it. Uh, well, and then that leads us into november we've got lots of stuff happening with the den including the official start of yeah. the den read along so some of you might yeah, be watching finally. this 
much later because you've started the den read along. Yep. Yeah, welcome. Which starts November 1st. Um, we are splitting it up into four chunks and we'll be doing um, a chunk a week throughout all of November. There will be questions of the day every single day in the month of November. So tune in and join us. So we'll be having a full overhaul of the Lightbringer channel inside the Discord. Some of you know that we've split it up into 10 chapter chunks. Um, that way, when it released, it was easier for people to come in and talk about certain sections while they were reading. But those will all go away and then we'll just have the channel. Yeah. That'd be good. Yes. Yeah. And you guys are fitting in. Well, the den is fitting in the entire book in a month, which means that people yeah. will listen to this prior and post. You have to wait for us to be done in February. Yes. So yep. it's not going to be, this will be yeah, the first read along we are we not are matched with. Um, but that's going to be great because then. But there's so much. There's so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even just prepping for this section and, like, prepping for all of the questions. Like, I almost feel like I should have done six weeks like I did for Dark Age. But I'm sure I can figure out questions and everybody's going to have topics yeah. to talk about anyways. But there's so much that happens in each quarter of the book. Yeah. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's all... They're thick. They're meaty. Um, I mentioned... Yeah. Uh, you will not have seen the episode because it comes out tomorrow, but the one we recorded in Saskatchewan, uh, we had a discussion about how yeah. Pierce doesn't leave in chapters that are pointless. Like, there's no, nothing, like, no chapter in any of his sagas that, like, well, that was just for fun and, like, you could have done it without. Like, they're all so meaty and so, like tidbit like factual whatever you need to get out of that and even if you don't realize it in the moment then you look back later and you're like oh that was the purpose of that like very interesting how yeah, it's... Every, everything's got its purpose yeah 100 percent and well with that shall we jump right in for now for right. the jerk face chapters. Jerk face. Not is it nine thousand? Nine hundred? Nine thousand? It is. Nine thousand. It's not over nine thousand. Just nine thousand. Just nine thousand. Um not, he's not deserving. No. I will say though, these two chapters are I think uh, this whole chapter chunk is one of my favorite, and even though like there's no action. But it's so no. much character development and the Lysander chapters really interesting because you get to see every single, I think, every single major player on the society side is at least seen or spoken about. Nobody is hiding during this. Um because we get right into the 200, which is, like, basically their Senate. Except not, because they have a dictator. Yeah. But very interesting. The dictator. The dictator. Mm -hmm. The lawfully appointed <laughs> dictator. Like, like, she gave herself that name. Like, we can all agree on that, right? Like, oh, she absolutely. wants somebody to call her the dictator. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, uh, is it because she doesn't also want to be a sovereign? Like, you would think, 
Yeah. She would just also call herself a sovereign. And yeah, we have two sovereigns, but they don't agree. Like they don't notice the power of the other one. But yeah, they just yeah, which is weird. Like dictator. I mean, yeah. I wonder it's if it's poorly connotated name too. Like yeah, pick something cooler. <laughs> okay, but can we? Good segue into this is that she has no sense of style because can we just talk about <laughs> Julia pointing out Atalantia's boots when she walks into the room? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. 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 They are snakeskin boots with diamonds on them. Is it yeah, a diamond encrusted skull? Diamonds in the shape of a skull. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> like, talk about chill. tacky. Like, ma'am. So tacky. Like, I think everything <laughs> she does is just like attention seeking to the nth degree. I'm just like I do what I want. I mean, Lysander does do that. <laughs> yeah, and Lysander that's, well, is attention seeking to the nth degree. No, I said Atlantia, but also that's... Lysander. Yeah. You said what Ant- Atlantia does. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. I don't like thinking about that. Well, and that's like she's—he's just sitting like <laughs> silently with her little little posse, and at least he's got his own plans in this. But yeah, he's yeah. I don't know. It's really interesting. This part of you—we all hate. Well, we don't all hate Lysander. There is all Lysander apologists out there, and like at the end of the day, better not be anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. At the end of the day, we like, don't know that yet. It's fine. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, let's we're gonna let Skipper talk. This is for the first time. <laughs> wow. <Play. laughs> well, you're spoiling things out here. <laughs> um, the interesting thing I find is you're watching this whole thing and you you don't want to root for Lysander and you don't want the golds to come together and band together and go against Mars. But you also, in my opinion, I wanted Atlantia to fail more than anything. <laughs> like, it's one of those, like, you're sitting there yeah. as a reader oh, being yeah. like, I don't know how to root for this and how I feel that I want to see Atlantia's demise, but that means that Lysander gets a step up and unites the gold. Like, you're sitting there watching this whole thing, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just cheering for the rim at this point. I just want Dido and Diomedes, but, like, it's just a very interesting everything that's playing out of, like, who you're rooting for, who you're not. Like, uh, it's so such an interesting chapter. If, I think for me, this was kind of that turning point, like, and I, I can't remember if I've talked about it on here or just in the den, but I... This was one of those chapters, especially because you're rooting for Atalantia's demise. It made me hopeful that maybe Lysander would then have some sort of ulterior motive to then side with, like, the reformists or something. Right. And then later on, you know, partner up with all of the characters that we love. And so I think in this moment, my hate for Atalantia put some rose-colored glasses on for Lysander... 
and yeah. thought, oh, maybe this is the way to get her out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's really... So, I mean, we can play through it of, like, you know, you've got Julia um, oh, Bologna is, like, she's got a pivotal part <laughs> in this and, like, is pretty much the only person who can technically stand up to Atlantia because she holds whatever... Basically, she holds the talking stick. And the talking stick means that she gets to do what she wants and puts her in her place of, like, no, no, not your turn. No, no. Like, but then, like, so you get her, and then we get Diomedes and Dido coming in to put their feelings to the core. And, like, that's who, again, like, you don't really want to be rooting for any of the golds, but at least with them, I think they've got the honor. We know that Diomedes says Cassius. We have that little bit of backstory that those are the people in the room, at least from my perspective, that I wanted to flourish. Yeah. Yeah. I, so listening this time around, like, I feel like I remember it from the first time I read it, but listening for the second time... Julia is so quippy. Yeah. Like, this whole time, she's just like, she points Atalantia's boots out, or no, no um, that was Dido. It is Dido, of like, oh, some of us are that actually that, trying but, to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. We're I not thought just war was passion, in but, fashion. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, but I wrote it down. But um, she... <laughs> Julia talks to, can't remember who it was, but she points out to a dude and she's like, you have more soldiers than you do hair on your head. And so I'm just sitting here imagining she's making a stab at him because he's balding. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's that. And then she literally just like, somebody shouts fuck you at her and she's like, fuck you. <laughs> right back. <laughs> like, bam, what kind of quarter are you holding? <laughs> yeah. She is not taking any prisoners in this one. She is, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the balding joke, I was I was torn on whether, like, you know, is that a bald joke? Or, like... I think it is. <laughs> is it also just, like, that dude has a shitload of army, like, a shitload of legions? Mm. Yeah, it could be either way. It's like... Kind of said in a way, it's like just don't have uh, more legions than hair follicles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to take it as a bald joke. So oh, I, I, that's definitely the way I leaned. But yeah, <laughs> she's just yeah. She's I just love it. Where and then she tells them of like, hey, if we go over for lunch, like I'm finding all of you who deal with my like low iron or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically all like... you ate for four years was hatred. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right? Because she wanted to eat somebody's heart. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, she, I feel like she's, she's kind of that one. untalked about character, too. She, I think she had a, a few good moments to shine in this, even leading up to this, so yeah. it's kind of interesting to see her side of things. Yeah, because she's always spoken about, and, like, we see her maybe at the gala, mm -hmm. But not really. Like, this is her first 
that we really get a lot of her and who she is and what role she does, in fact, play in the society. Because as much as she's pretty much the last Bologna, that is one of the strongest families. Uh, that's the whole reason we get the first trilogy is because they're such a strong family. And uh, this is kind of, we see where that comes from. Like, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, I would say Cassius definitely gets his uh, his mouthiness from his mother. Oh, yeah. Most yes, definitely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I purposely wore my complex female character shirt uh, because I've, I've, we've got on the one side, in this, I think the strong three, Julia, Dido, and Atlantia, all hold their own. Dido is kind of a little bit more reserved in this uh, in comparison to what we've seen previously, but we definitely get the three of them, and then when we get to Mustang, there's some strong female presence in all of this they've come to play all of them yes yeah. we love good strong female rep yeah we do yes we do yeah. um which then yeah so dido and then diomedes comes in and like poor diomedes where he's like he was not supposed to be the family head he was supposed to be the sword like there's like a whole like lysander's got a whole inner monologue of basically how terrible at talking and like doing a speech diomedes is yeah yeah he is not a politician not even one little bit no yet lysander has the biggest man crush on diomedes uh, don't we because he's everything know. that lysander lacks yeah true <laughs> needle calls him dio daddy oh we call him da uh, daddy omedes <laughs> both are appropriate yeah yeah wow when are we getting that on merch? <laughs> when, uh, I don't know, sometime. Some point. Maybe yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Maybe for Valentine's Day this year. Oh, oh that'd be a good one. that would be a good one. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, they come in kind of with their plea of, you know, the rim has supported you and then get absolutely demolished of like, I love everyone's quips at them of like, sorry that like we have to rebuild cities and you don't. And like the back and forth that we hear of then someone else goes like, well, wait, maybe we didn't demolish our own city. It's like they've got all of this like inner fighting that is so interesting based on like somebody says one line and four different people have a different point of view and all of this. Heck. Yeah. Tell there's a there's a lot of acid and in the I don't know how the core has even accomplished anything with the fact that they fight like that all the time. Like right? <laughs> how are you leading these people? Which I mean Lysander really points out later, but like how are you leading these people when you can't even come to you know, like in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Which is why, like, you kind of want Atlantia to prosper in this because that means the society would just crumble 
because they're always at each other's throats rather than Lysander managing to unite them. It's like, oh, now they're actually a strong force. Like, they looked like they were falling apart, and now they're actually a strong force. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because then we have Lysander finally stands up against Atlantia, and, like, poor Ajax is just staring on, being like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And actually, I like the way yeah. he does it to yeah, distract them all. Alive. Is to just look up briefly and down so that everyone can see that Atlas is just like perched. Just, just yeah, just hanging out. Also, like Atlas, um, I think one of the questions that I wrote down was um, what, what could the, the looming foreshadowing of Atlas in the rafters be? Like, what do you think that means? Part of me, and it's hard because we've read it, so I don't want to... Like, I'm trying to think back to my first read-through. It feels very puppet master of, like, hey, I'm going to watch. Because it's not from the side he's watching. It's not like he's sitting there and going, huh, I'll just let this all go through and sweep up. You know, he's sitting with the crows, so doing as crows do of coming through after. But the fact that he's above them all, it feels very puppet mastery to me of like, what are you well, like here clearly yeah. conniving of something or are you just being threatening on Atlantia's part? And she's the one being like, something's going on. Well, yeah. Like for me, first time through, it's like, it's very obviously just like, this is just a straight up threat. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, it's actually called out in the chapters of him being almost a literal sort of Damocles. And yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I think he's, he's basically a warning for yeah. Lysander and it's foreshadowing that if he's, if Lysander is going to fuck around, he's going to find out uh, at the end of a poll. But yeah, so he, <laughs> hanging out there, like, yeah, definitely threatening. But, like, for me, it was, is he on? Because you always assume he's in Atlantia's back pocket. But with some of the stuff happening, it's like, is he doing his own? Like, is he also crafting behind the scenes here of what's happening? Right. And, but yeah, and then Lysander drops the bomb on them of... Finally gets to talk, goes toe-to-toe with Julia on whether or not he has the right to interject. And this is, like, my yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> nerd brain politics that I love the rules and the, like, Robertson um, rules of order. Like, sorry, Robert's rules of order. Like, I love this real stuff. So the fact that he's, like, actually, as the descendant of one of the, like, conquerors, I have, well, then you need 30 people. Actually, I have it. Well, fine. Like, it's so good. And then at Atlantia being, like, throwing a hissy fit of, like, uh, no. And she's, like, Julie's, like, sit down. Like, no, we will have order. (laughs) Like, I just love the, like, how the politics and the rules lay out. Like, can I have their version of the Robert's Rules of Order, please? Can I have that? Um, I want to know all the parliamentary... I also love... Order. 
I also love how leading up to that, um, Lysander and who was it? Um, whoever he was. This was so many chapters ago for my brain where I'm at. Um, whoever he's conspiring with, um, I think it was oh. Valeria. Yeah. But, and literally sitting have like a secret code of blink three times. It's time. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> you I got something in my eye. <laughs> oh, like you orchestrated this enough to like have a secret code and everything. Above yeah. it have to, to do that. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just the... matching Atalantia. Oh, for sure. Like going toe to toe. And then, yeah, the mm-hmm. hollow cube is produced and you get kind of the big reveal that Apollonius and the Carthia. No, who is it? His enemy. Carthia, yeah. Are in yeah. the, yeah, are in the same room and have you know come to a ceasefire and reveal of like this was daryl this was not us like yeah oh yeah venus yeah or uh yeah about that where they're like oh yeah Yeah. we we didn't blow up the dockyards he did Uh and daryl and (laughs) just explode yeah where, like, of the presence. Oh, no. And, like, Darrow did that, and it's that whole kind of Scooby-Doo kind of thing of, oh, well, I'll get you. I'll get you back. Yeah. You and your all your friends. <laughs> I think it's interesting and, right. that when, when he's that, you know, there in several, he doesn't mention that Cassius was there. No. No. I would. I wonder if uh, if Julia was to find out that Cassius Cassius was alive on the other side. What does she do? I want to know the dynamics of that because that is interesting to think about. That she doesn't know, or that she might not know. Yet Diomedes has literally been standing in the same room with her multiple. Different times and has not said a single thing about Cassius to her. Yeah, because Diomedes has no reason. Yeah, uh, to, I mean, other than him letting Cassius go, but in theory, there's nothing for him to actually hide. So why would Diomedes be protecting that unless they all know that she will go off the rails and they don't have all her money? If Cassius is proven to be somewhere. Is it known that... Because Cassius in Dark Age, when we find out that Cassius is alive and he Mm -hmm. had stolen all the things, when he just went and he took a bunch of reserves at the beginning of Lightbringer. Yeah. Wasn't that from Bologna? So... No, it was Votum. Oh, it was? Okay. So many houses, I can't keep them straight. I thought Talamanus gave them a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they did, but I think Cassius went and snagged a bunch of stuff from somebody. Because uh, they needed the Helium 3 to get out. 
Yeah, let me... Healing for your reserves. Yeah, let me look and... He's looking something up. Oh no. It's one of those rare times he doesn't know uh, off the top yeah, of his so head. Yeah, so the helium... The helium is stamped with the Bologna Eagle. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so he's taking it from his own reserve somewhere. Mommy dearest. Yeah, it... Yeah, it doesn't necessarily say... Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't really say where he got them. It just says that they're stamped with the eagle. Yeah. Oh, the reason I thought well, it was courtesy of my sorry, uh, oh, yeah, courtesy of my mother's smuggling operations on Starwold. Always did love filching from her purse. Yeah, so he stole it. <laughs> yeah, he he just stole it from her. As one does. It's my last name too. I can have it. Yeah, yeah. isn't he like the yeah, last look, Bologna looks... after her? So basically, it's his inheritance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sad. Um, but oh, yeah, that's a very I, interesting. I wrote thing. down previously why. No, oh, I I wrote down previously why I thought it was Scooby Doo was uh, it is Darrow and his wicked little henchman too. <laughs> so Scooby Doo yeah. would have gotten away with it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I was just gonna say Look. that like Apollonius <laughs> would be a complete idiot to admit that he had. Uh, Cassius, because of especially how he treated Cassius, of like no matter what side, at yes. least don't put him in a prison that he is. What is it? Sucking like algae from a pipe or whatever. Yeah, it is. sucking from a rusty pipe. Yeah, like you're not gonna do that to a peerless scarred. So Apollonius is never going to. Where you went and fed Darrow? Exactly. Yeah. Like you fed the red. <laughs> yeah, you. You fed him, like, just because you Ob wanted a fight. Obviously, Apollonius is a favorite. It's not Cassius. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we knew that. We knew we knew that Darrow was Cassius's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Darrow is also Apollonius's best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really how Darrow literally no it is it is how Darrow has survived is just the power of friendship is at the end of the day yep. why Darrow is still alive is the, the realizing was the friends friend. we made along the way <laughs> I mean that on a shirt <laughs> oh my god I'm writing that one down um honestly that's a that's a good denge too. <laughs> that, like yeah, you, I feel like you need to take that one for the dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was. I'll just re-listen to it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll send it to you. But uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Apollonius is revealed, and that kind of unites everybody. Of well, if the two of them can, you know, and Lysander is very good. He's a politico. He's very good at talking. He's very good at speech making. Of. And calls it out of, like, we haven't done anything because we all continue to fight. 
we need to stop this. Uh, so we see um, he's he's gonna finally they're gonna wage war on Mars and Atlantia is still going to Luna. <laughs> well, and it's funny because he like Lysander brings out. God, he just has such a personal complex that I think that's why it's frustrating to want to root for him because he just doesn't... He's pulling personalities from everybody that is not himself. Yeah. So he's pulling from um, the Lightbringer. He's pulling from... What's his face? Um, where he's, he's literally quoting him on, where have all the good shepherds gone? Yeah. Like, my dude... Yeah. Look at all the people that are in this room, and you're yelling at them about that? No. <laughs> yeah. Take your reserves and go somewhere else. Which, I mean, is what he does, which is fine. Yeah. So. And I think at this point in my reading, especially with the first time, it definitely made me question, like, how is Lysander not a reformer like his parents? Yeah. At this point. Because it's just like, he's he's trying to go his own way and do his own thing, but he's definitely using a certain language that is not the same as what the core has right now. And I can't, I think it, when I was first reading this, I couldn't quite tell if that was based off of something he truly believed, especially given that he finally understands about what Atalantia did to his parents, or if that was... More of just him playing the show and getting all the reformers on his side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's I think, hard. I think he's almost like a like a wannabe. Like he he almost wants to be both sides. Like he he thinks that he wants the best for, you know, everybody. But like really he just wants the best for gold. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think he's, I mean, he's still young, but he's going through some kind of existential or, like, identity crisis, I guess. Of, like, doesn't understand where he fits in this world. And, you know, I really like when they call out, like, all of the names he's been called, like, and he fully is like, I know, like, I'm the traitor, I'm this, I'm this, I'm only coming back to leech from all of you, like, but, so I think he's trying to be his ancestors while also trying to carve a path for himself, and you can't be both, like, either you are a loon or you're not, and he's watching, like, walking this edge so finely that it's like, well, what are you? Are you going to be a loon and take, you know, the sovereign position? Or are you going to, you know, go with what you were raised? It's very, I think, almost nature versus nurture of, like, what's in his blood versus... I think Cassius probably did rub off on him. And, I mean, also nature would be his parents being the reformers. It's somewhere in that blood. And he knows that now, if, that they were reformers. And these are the people who killed them off, right? Like, we finally get him addressing Atalantia in this. Uh, my parents send their regards or whatever it was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. we, 
you finally see him working through that, but he won't, I think, admit to being either side because he wants to play both sides, be both sides. It's very interesting. And I, I think he it wants, kinda He wants all the upsides and none of the downsides. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And I think as a as I mean, we've all been there. We're all late twenties, early thirties, and it's not we've all seen that early twenties phase of where you don't really know who you are and you're trying to find yourself. And Lysander's put into this position of power and doesn't know how to deal with it. So not yeah. only has he been secluded because he was stuck with Cassius on the Archimedes and not really had the social experiences that he probably could have, he also has no leadership experience but has been thrust into this role and thinks that he can do it because he's studied leaders. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah. You lead from experience. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't doesn't matter how many people's experience you read. Yeah. If you can't if you can't apply your own experience to a situation, it's yeah. only going to be theory. Yep. And it makes me wonder if they'll if if he can ride this out for the rest of Lightbringer and then into Red God of like. How how long can he put on this show of not actually knowing from firsthand experience and just wing it until yeah. somebody realizes that he's full of shit? Yeah. It'll be interesting. See how things unfold. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the last relationship I just wanted to touch on is the Ajax one. Um, and of mm -hmm. we see him and Ajax unified and especially at the end where at atlantia thinks that she's got ajax back and ajax holds up the sign of the minotaur meaning that she is, he yeah. is on lysander's side so you know the childhood friends raised almost as brothers are back together after trying to kill each other well, I don't think Lysander ever tried to kill Ajax, but Ajax definitely tried to kill Lysander. Yeah. So that's a very interesting, you know, it's good on Ajax. Like, again, you don't want to really root for the guy. He's evil. But at the same time, you feel bad of, like, he is a victim of his circumstances. He has had no parental guardian i'm not gonna say the word crescent um he coined something last episode that i am not repeating um <laughs> it's terrible awful i in I regards to no atlantia excuse. but he has had no strong parental role like role models and this is finally i think we see in this of like this could be their found family of they are finally standing up the two of them for themselves yeah i also find it interesting too with the fact that atalantia is such an abusive lover if you could call her a lover um she's so abusive 
she was to Ajax, and that's why he told Lysander, you need to make sure you kneel. Yeah. Um, and, and then just with all of the issues that Lysander had with her in just the previous chapter, chapter 15, where it's, he, he goes and he talks about all these things, and to finally have Ajax on his side, where it's like Ajax realizes that all of the things that, like, he knows inherently, like, he knows that Atalantia is doing terrible things to them, but he's realizing that if Lysander can escape it, he can escape it too, which right. is kind of, it, it's an interesting moment to have for these characters that we really dislike. And that is what makes it so hard to end up liking them and then disliking them. <laughs> yeah. Does he feel for him just a little bit? Just a little bit. I know. I feel like all the characters I can at least somewhat feel, even Julia, Bologna, like, I can feel for them a little bit with the exception of Atalantia. There is no angle that I can see of, like, yeah, sure, play up that the rest of your family's dead, but you pretty much caused that and you were you were screwed up to begin with. Like, you were fucked up before your sisters yeah. and your dad died. Like, you don't get to play any victim cards on Atlantia, rather than at least everybody else has, you know, some grief to them, some, you know, reasoning on doing what they're doing to protect people, or, you know, Atlantia is, I think, the only one that I look at, and I'm like, nope, there is no angle to this. That I can get no, behind. She's a straight up. You are just bad for bad's sake. Yeah, she's yeah. a straight up narcissist. Yeah, I would say she's the character that if we find the person that's the Atalantia apologist, that's the big red flag. At least the Lysander apologist, you look at it and you're like, I can see where you're coming from, but you're not correct. That Atalantia, like, just no, just no. Oh. Um, I just really I want to say one thing. Yeah. The Apollonius horns. Yes. Where do you think the Apollonius horns go? Yes. Um. Is it this? Is it I this? Know. I imagine. Oh, you're feeling the double. We need to describe what we're doing for the Spotify <laughs> oh, people, Salem. Yes. <laughs> Salem yeah. is all about <laughs> describing for the Spotify listeners and Google Podcast yes. and Apple podcast but so yeah which so, is new uh, yes as we're of now this on week. apple we are now on apple i finally figured out how to get an apple id is all that was holding up but okay so <laughs> we're doing the hand kind of the rock on symbol the, is what i would the call metal it. metal horn yeah i don't i think i've always imagined like that almost feels silly to me but at the same time, yeah, it's, it's not. on the forehead, like, right? Yeah, like it, it, like that's on your forehead. It's almost like a loser sign. Like yeah. that, it feels silly Whatever. to me. But at the same time, I could totally see. Yeah, that one too. I also feel like when Ajax turns around and looks at Atalantia, he just pulls both hands up and just oh, puts just them by his face. One finger on each. Yeah. Just like does, yeah, and does a bullhorn that way. Like, and then just turn But then you're holding, away, but... I, well, I guess their razors are actually usually wound around them in some capacity. I'm just thinking, like, if you're holding oh. a weapon, 
where like you that involves everybody having two hands free to do double like to two one hand on each side. At least the one like the rock on is that I'm gonna call it yeah. is going to take one hand. But yeah. Yeah. Here's what is it? It's up there yeah. with the crux where everyone can't figure out what fingers were crossing. Yeah. He did it yeah. he did the crux at Hallercon and it's where you cross both of your two fingers on the inside of your hand yeah. versus a normal like cross your fingers. Yeah. But there's no symbol for this anywhere. <laughs> this is the isn't this so making art for it's hard. What's sad? Yeah. <laughs> 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 And, uh, all right, th- final thoughts on the Lysander chapters. Lysander's going to war again. There's another chance for him to get popped. We hope, hope so. We can only <laughs> hope. I think we hope Crescent's, for... Crescent's doing a wiggle dance for everybody that can't see. <laughs> okay, Crescent, you gotta... <laughs> you gotta finish your... Uh, your, your less than 9,000... Yeah, you finish that. I gotta get another um, gin- ginger ale so I can Mine's get more done. pins. Oh, I finished okay. it right on time. All right, one moment. I'm gonna steal the joke we no, just made. Lightbringer. Back to Lightbringer. Happier things. <laughs> um. Well, while we're on a little bit of a break, yes. Yeah, so join the Patreon, uh, because they get. Some of the things that we clip out get sent to them so that they get to watch our ramblings behind the scenes. And we also did the 11 hour, 10 hour stream. All of it, by the time this comes out, you will be able to watch. If you really want, if you really want to sit there and watch six hours, because the first four did not have audio. um, Six hours of recording. Go for it. I've been doing also Sims 4 Rags to Riches just for the Patreon, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, they get postcards if you sign up for that level. Uh, so join our Patreon uh, link in bio. Um, as well as if our, our plea is that we get to 200 subscribers by New Year's Eve this year. And we do average around 200 listeners. So if you all just subscribed, we would be very happy human beings. Yeah. Subscribe to the YouTube. Do it. Yeah, even if it's mildly inconvenient, please pop over to the YouTube and just hit subscribe. If you want to pop through the videos and hit some likes too, that would be super yeah. awesome talk to me in the comments um, like and subscribe every gonna, once in a while yeah we're gonna i promise to get better at answering <laughs> the comments yeah they used to pop up for me they don't anymore yeah they don't so. and so then it's only ever once in a while when i'm checking the um analytics that i go through and i go oh i've got like two months worth of comments and i'll reply so i will yeah. make a promise to um, do that weekly we are gonna we are gonna try and get uh joel in for an interview if we get to 200 so yeah let's get us jump on over there what do you guys got on we are at on spotify it's like 134 or something i I thought it was like 126 but yeah spotify is up there is somewhere around there it's way higher than i thought yeah kudos to you spotify listeners um, we appreciate you as well, even though we make jokes all the time about you. Uh, 
Thank you very much. And actually, there is now a new Spotify playlist that I have created that if you want, and somebody Ooh, in the yeah. den is doing this, that if you are doing a read-through of any of the books, Lightbringer is a little iffy at the moment, but any of the first five for sure. And you want to listen to all four of the major Red Rising podcasts, so Hail Reaper, Howler Pod, Words and Whiskey, and ourselves, there is now a playlist that you can find, and it will put them all in order. Uh, 90% of the playlist is Words and Whiskey. Turns out they talk a lot. <laughs> um, and I have named the podcast or the playlist Fade to Hail Howler and Whiskey. So if you look up Fade to Hail Howler and Whiskey, you will find that playlist. Uh, and see through. It is a little bit awkward just because how Hail Reaper does theirs. They are not broken down to section, but the rest of us um, did chapter chunks so you can read through. Uh, even if you don't want spoilers, uh, they're not all obviously evilly broken up because we all did different. It's interesting of how we all came to different decisions on where chapters should be broken up. Uh, so, you It'll be a little bit of a back and forth, but I have faith that you can make it through. But yeah, that is on there. It is so much, so many hours of listening. So yeah, there's so I was just so going to say, did you say, did you see how many hours there are? Because I haven't looked. Um, at the, it just on mine, when I do on the computer, I haven't checked from the thing. And as we are recording this, it is only us in Words and Whiskey because I only got permission from the other two this morning. And so just us and words and whiskey are 91 episodes and it just says 24 plus hours. But my guess is it is probably more like 180 because words and whiskey averages at three hours an episode and we average at two. That's wild. So we haven't even got. We got lots of stuff to say. There, That's yeah. True. And there's a lot of drinks to drink between us and words and whiskey. Yeah. You can get so yep. many different themed drinks but yeah um also check out all four or all three of those other podcasts we love them all to death they're fantastic um love them. true uh yeah we drunk drunk prank prank call call oh my god i'm drunk now drunk yeah. called <laughs> drunk prank called Howler Pod. Um, I do know Aaron has which makes, listened to it. Yeah, the voicemail. Yes, which makes way more sense. My Crescent's in jail right now. The, oh my God! Yes, just Crescent's apparently in jail. Uh, Howler Pod likes Skipper more than I. So <laughs> I got it. enough money for bail on one. <laughs> I got bailed out. Um, during the Patreon, they we got needed, to we needed hear our editor out of jail. Live. Yeah. Listen, we've got to still somehow put this up. Um, we can't trust. Crossland slash Gambit to edit all our videos. He's got too many of his own to do. And, and there's so many ums and uhs here. Oh, he would... oh he'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. They owe us a recording. We are supposed to do Sons of Aries Volume 3 at some point with them, and I am so excited to see how that goes down. And Gambit it's going to be just... chaos for them. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think they know going in. It'll, it'll be fine. Seeing how I Gambit or Crossland is one of our Patreon supporters. 
he was there during the live yep. stream. He knows how this works. So, um, yeah. So let's get in. The Mustang. Mustang. So let's get into Mustang. The Hell good yeah. chapters. The, like, this is the start of, for me, my favorite chapters in the whole book. Um, these, the first two of this three, the third, the third one in this is cool. It's fine, but I really like the, what is it? Yeah. The first two here. I find yeah. it funny that I, when I was taking my notes, because I have all my notes on my phone right now, um, <laughs> I I squished together all of my Lysander things into just, oh, 16 and 17, and then 18, 19, and 20 are all, like, giant chunks with their own chapter headings. <laughs> let's, Perfect. Let's see who I, you know, yeah. actually do enjoy reading. Yeah. yeah. It's Lysander. She was enjoying it so much she couldn't stop to take notes. Yeah. Well, Salem is glaring at me for anybody not watching on video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. That's fair. Uh, totally valid. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into our girl, our favorite. We start and she's our sovereign. She is descending and we don't quite know who she's. She gets at the beginning of this, though, like, yes, they're there. And her literally jumping mm -hmm. off the plane. Like, she doesn't wait for it to yes. land. She's just like, okay, bye. Such a yeah. badass move. Yeah. That's yeah, superhero shit. Can't contain shit. her excitement. Yeah, because it is our... Our fallen heroes, as it were. We get Screwface, Thraxa. The returned. Um, yep. Harnassus and Callaway. Callaway. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and just sh such sweet moment of, you know, her. She describes them first. It's interesting and like goes through each one of, you know, Thraxa being the big sister who taught her. Archery? Boxing. In New Zealand. Boxing in New Zealand. Boxing in New Zealand. <laughs> That's a very Thraxa. That's such a Telemannus thing. Yeah. Um, Screwface, who has always been her favorite howler, she says. Oh my god. Oh, it yeah. goes on about Screwface. I think this is... Yeah. We, we really get cemented the love of Screwface in this book. Um, yeah. yeah, this is kind of this is kind of the first time he like really gets gets love like yeah yeah and i think know, that's like, a lot obviously of obviously darrow's darrow's happy to see him in dark age but, but it's not like kind of relationship it doesn't yeah it doesn't mm -hmm. highlight like you know this guy you know gave up basically everything yeah to twice to yeah exactly to you know to take down the society and no one's ever known him for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked how Mustang has that moment of, yep, Screwface is my favorite. I've always liked him. Um, I like how she points out that she, I think he got his, I can't remember who was first. One of them got their cloak only like a week before the other one. He and was, yeah, he was the two was first. Yeah, Screwface yeah. was a couple weeks before yeah, her, only... she says, yeah. 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 
And then she just goes on to talk about which a lot of... I like how... Pierce is getting into tying in how different characters notice some similar things. And I noticed that a lot with Darrow and Virginia, where they do notice a lot of the same things, but the way that they process it is very different. And how Darrow, especially back in like Dark Age or at the beginning of Lightbringer, talks about how Screwface is so unhappy and he's just depressed and he feels for him and he understands that like he used to have this beautiful face and now he's missing limbs and he feels for him in that regard. But literally Virginia looks at him and is like, oh my God, this man has gone through so much and I love him so much. He may not know that I do because he's my husband's friend, but I do care for him on a very particular level and seeing him feel so insecure about himself all over yeah. again after he was built up again is just so heartbreaking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. Um, I go. I really like that. Um, that she goes down the line of Thraxa and yeah. then Harnassus and Callaway, and she specifically says, "Like I saved Screwface for last, so I can spend more time on him." Like, to show him that he is seen, that he is appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Of, like, her immediate embrace is with Thraxa, the older sister. Right? Like, it is, that's what, that's who everyone expects her to spend the time on. And then talks about, you know, she doesn't know Harnassus and Callaway very well, but gives them their time. But it's then Screwface who gets all the attention and, you know, very much... Um, paying attention. And then, you know, after that we get who's standing in the window but Victra. And I love it. Of like, she's kind of, you kind of get who it is at first, but she's still described in such a, like, the broad-shouldered figure, like, doesn't get named until it's, like, it's Victra. And with the news that they know that Darrow and Severo... They know that they are alive, that they left Darrow alive to go find Severo is what they, that's what information they have. And Victor then is just, both of the women have this like united passion of kind of our husbands are there. And Victor picks up Mustang and twirls her around. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> We miss doing that at uh, HowlerCon. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it happened at one point when we were drunk, but, you know, there was nothing to record it. So. Yeah, nobody saw me twirl you around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of the Do moment. Do we remember? No. No. Um, <laughs> but this is also the moment, like, it's kind of a huge step for Mustang. And we left them at the age of dark end of dark age with their four heads together united front but this is kind of the moment where mustang really talks about how victor is the sister that like she didn't want but she needs and um how victor past victor would have just gone after them and left mustang high and dry and knew like current victor is there for mustang and will support her to the end and um, even when Mustang has to give the unfortunate news of we can't go after them. Like, 
it's not the smart thing to do. Victra listens, which is probably the first time in her life Victra has ever listened. <laughs> yep. To anybody. To anybody. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's just such a cute, sweet chapter between all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then they all, you know, Mustang doesn't want to ask them because they're all war beaten and, you know, and. But she knows the answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, who's, who's fit for war or whatever the line is. And they, all of them go, yep, me. And it's like, oh, it's just. Like, guys, just sit down for a day. Yeah. 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 They can't. No. Why would they? No. But, uh, yeah, I just really like that chapter. No, uh, and... I I really liked the the way that, and you were kind of touching on it, of the way that Victra and Virginia's relationship has evolved and how now they're on this united front of our husbands are in the same place and we have our own things to protect, so it's better to do it in numbers in comparison yeah. to not. And which is really cool because before we weren't really seeing, I don't know, um, a lot of people really still didn't trust Virginia, even through Dark Age. And so having finally, and especially because Virginia, like, it's interesting because she doesn't necessarily talk about it a lot in this section, but she doesn't really comment on the um like losing a lot of her friends that she had prior to this and now she just has all of her husband's friends yeah and so being able to actually form relationships with them is really kind of special to see for a character development yeah for sure yeah let me get into a sweet in a in a different sort of way chapter yeah this is my yeah. favorite chapter, Honestly, like, possibly, this... of the book. I think, I don't know if yeah, it's my favorite, uh, but so... it's the chapter that remains with me the most in the book, is this one. Yeah, uh, I was listening to it while I was working today uh, with my apprentices. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just listening in my earbud. And this chapter's rolling through, and I'm like, it's like fish hooking sobs out of me. Like, just about, I'm starting yeah. to tear up. Come on, keep it together, man. Yeah, I cried today listening to it. And it's, yeah, my second. Oh, I would have if it. I was alone, for sure. Yeah, I cried today. Because we start out with the them at down in Lycos. Yes. Yeah. In this chapter. And it is all of our power players are there, led by Deanna is the one yeah. who is saying, walking through the gallows, saying, like, so they hung my husband, and you get Kavik's voice. And then, like, and, you know, then they hung, what is it, her brother. And Holiday has to say the voice of, you know, and it, it all connects with the, I think the one that doesn't, Real, like, Victor saying, Eo, it's like, there's not... Well, at the same time, though, Victor, for her the longest time, her daughter, and she thought that Severo child, was dead, yeah. so her husband. That's true. Child. I forgot about that one. Yeah. 
You're right. So Victor is yeah. saying the child's yeah. name of my daughter. Um, and then, yeah. but it's just such a passionate, you get Deanna, you get Cavix, Holiday, Thraxa, Victra, Mustang, all chanting with all 14 colors. It is the united front where, where this whole story began. I'm going to freaking tear up talking about it. It's just so moving. And so, you know, yeah. amazing. And then they just, they come in and they smash that gallows to flinders. I, I love how prior to them smashing it, they say we are reapers and then they kill the gallows. Yeah. Yeah. Another quote that I wrote down from here that also I love from that section is um, it's in reference to Deanna and it's, she seems mother of us all. Yeah. Which is like so true. She is literally like, she is that mother figure that I think most people either have or wish that they had in their life. Mm-hmm. And she's willing uh, to be that mother to all of them. Yeah. In some sure. way, shape or form. Absolutely. Um, yeah. There's actually another quote about Deanna that I really liked that was uh, I, I, I see the look in her eyes and I realize that it's no mystery where Darrow gets his rage. Yeah, like, I loved <laughs> that one. <Yep>. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's so moving, so beautifully done. Like, I think if it was, you know, any other author could have had the idea for it, but it's executed so well by Pierce of you know and and i also think it mirrors what we've seen in especially the original trilogy of the iron reigns of what the golds their um almost services very like, reminiscent of the yeah, address exactly mm-hmm. like well i was gonna say the ceremonies that the golds do especially on the rim where like darrow steps back and they do this like hey we're going to war this is what it is but yeah the phobos address mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just kind of their own twist on hyping up the soldiers. And this is why, and the civilians of like, hey, you're going to be attacked. I think people don't often think of the fact of like all these civilians. Like, so they purposely have all 14 colors there. Um, and we know that they will use, well, I don't. I don't think we know whether or not pinks fall in the rain because the pinks would automatically die. So, like, yes, they would have different roles within the army, but there's going to be civilians. There are going to be children that, you know, and parents worrying about those children of what is the purpose. And this drives home what that purpose was. Uh, And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful scene. And then from there extends... Mustang's going through what all the legions are and who's leading what. Um, and I love her description of Pegasus Legion of, you know, talking about how they've still stuck around. They are the closest to Darrow, even though he's not there. The obsidians are no longer there, but it's, there are still a few, mainly women. And what that Pegasus Legion has to do under, is it Victor now who has the Pegasus Legion or is it Holiday? It was Victor because Holiday stays. Yeah. yeah, she gives it to Victra. Yeah. Um, and all those kind of honorary things. I just, I love this scene so much. It's just such a beautiful mm-hmm. chapter. Um, How dare you make me cry at work, Pierce? Yeah. 
He thrives on our tears. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They give him life. Yes, yes. I also like how... (laughs) I don't remember the full context of it, but Victra and Virginia are talking about what drink they're going to get. (laughs) A vodka punch with a lemon twist. (laughs) Victra's just like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, because it's gauche and he would hate it. It's what they're, no, it's what they're going to drink over his corpse. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's. How metal is that? Here, let's decide our drinks that we're going to have over his dead body. Yeah. Okay, ladies. (laughs) Yep. Calm down. Yeah. We stand a murderous queen. Yeah, we do. Both <laughs> of them. Both of them at this point. We don't normally yep. get this part of like Victor we've seen kind of this like we you know a I'm up for blood. Yeah. yeah, we don't usually get that from Mustang. So even like the fact that how she delivers the like yes, I want his corpse is in such a like classy way almost <laughs> of like this is what mm-hmm. I'd like to be drinking. Like, yep. yeah. Um, so in that that scene too, um, Victor calls Virginia horsey. Yeah, like Severo calls her horsey, which I thought was cute. That get, Severo rubbed off on Victor. Get her a little pet <laughs> name <from> Oh, <laughs> don't take Ew. this chapter. <laughs> Keep my chapter pure and only, you know, fueling the armies. Only bloodlust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, the second half of else. this also, is all bloodlust. <laughs> also, uh, I really love that Virginia notices. She's like, you know, all these all these people have their faces painted red. Um, and then I notice that there's 14 people standing with their hands wrapped. Because yeah. she asks, where did color? the red... Yeah. Is it one person mm-hmm. of every color? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Because she, she wonders, like, she sees all... Was it... Did she see reds coming out with their faces painted? I remember the full quote. Um, But yeah, she... She pretty much is like, I don't remember seeing paint anywhere. And then she looks down and sees that they've all cut their hands open. Yeah. Uh, give me a second here. Uh, that was in the right chapter. Most are civilians come to pray to the Reaper. Faith is dangerous, but it all it is also part of our power. They stretch to the horizon in every direction, beating their fists on their chests, their faint faces painted red. Red. Uh, I wonder absently who arranged for the paint. Then I see that the reds closest to mine have bandaged bandaged hands. Mm. Oh, okay, sorry. It's the reds that That's are yeah. Not fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Then I see that the reds closest to the mine have bandaged hands. Okay. Well, it's just yeah. red blood, but yep. still. still. Metal still, fuck. yeah, very, yeah. Oh, I just love it. Just love it. And then, is it the end of this chapter, or is it the previous chapter that we get the most iconic line of the whole book? Is this one where, yeah, Victra and 
Mustang are talking and, you know, what Victor has to go out and do. And then her, I love the conversation of, you know, I have the woman's... quote if you okay, want. Okay, please, please. Well, and start okay. with if you have the woman scorn part, because I think that's... Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. That was what I was going to start with. Yeah. Um, the fading dirge beats one more time, and the sea stands in silence. The morning is cold. The breeze is light. It smells of soil and armor oil and grass. Victor murmurs, you're the bookish one. Was it a man who said, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned? A lancer brings her gauntlets. It must have been to imagine someone so petty as scorned to be the utmost misery a woman could suffer. What, I wonder, would he of a mother who has seen her husband sold like meat and her babe nailed, nailed to a tree? She dons her gauntlets. Perhaps, wrath, I am thee? They come for our children, Virginia. She turns to me and cups my face with one hand. Do not fear me. Instead, pity them. Yes. Yep. I pity them on everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just absolutely love that line. And I think I was at the Chicago signing where Pierce, just someone asked, like, without spoilers, can you say your favorite quote? Or, I don't know, somehow. No, that was our... It was at ours? and was Glittering Gala. It was... Yeah. No. Well, that was. Yeah, he said that one, but he also because Chicago, he said pity me, pity them, and the whole place exploded. So it had to have been after people have read it. But yeah, he did during yeah. hers as well talk about pity them, and I wasn't there yeah. yet in the book. Crescent, I think that's when Crescent had to um, go mm-hmm. pure silver of just pity them. <laughs> And because you know Mama Bear Victra. We have seen Mama Bear Victra in maternity wear. We have seen her protect her children. (laughs) And at this point, she is about to protect an entire planet. And she is here for it. Yeah, we see see immediately post-loss Victra demolish an entire mine of reds. Yeah. That's right, <laughs> yeah. Age. Yeah, and she's back out. And there is also a line, I don't I again don't know if it's that last chapter of this one, where she's looking out at the ocean and Mustang says she's not looking at the ocean. She's thinking of Ulysses. Yeah. And so we know yeah. she's just, you know, this grief, this whatever other anger hatred rage is eating through her is about to come out in all colors just we're getting our victra we're getting the victor they made yes exactly but yeah yeah then we get chapter 20 nucleus 20 yeah start of war I think starting this one out it's interesting to see the development of Holiday and Virginia's relationship yes because I feel like Iron Gold and Dark Age like Holiday was appointed to Virginia but it was never like they hadn't spent time together so it wasn't like it felt kind of awkward and yeah. it's interesting now to see that 
holiday is like all in on protecting Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, was her whole thing of why in Iron Gold she didn't go with Darrow is because I'm here for the Republic and, you know, we see that time and time again. Which is, again, why I absolutely hate that people question Holiday's loyalty. That she has proved herself time and time again. Everyone, I don't know if people at this point, but definitely still after Dark Age, people were thinking that she was the one who sold them all out. And it's like, yep. no, come on. Yeah. Did you guys read the book? Right. Hey, since you brought that up, I made a point in, I don't remember. It was in the first few chapters, but it was talking about how um, Lysander makes some sort of snide comment or somebody makes a snide comment about the Vox mostly being in cahoots with Julia. Mm-hmm. So like, why, why do we think that there was a mole besides the fact that somebody in the book said that there was a mole? Like yeah. half the Vox were on Julia's side. So of course they would just sneak her in. Yeah. You have like half of a whole Senate that is totally okay with this woman and she says she has secrets how how is that not yeah i don't know this reread is definitely i'm picking up on lots of little things um i have like a crap ton of notes (laughs) love it you've you've processed the grief and now you're actually and i'm ready to grieve again yeah are you on reread through two or three? Two. Just Only two. twice. Okay. Yeah. I had to take a break, man. I get it. This I get book. it. I get it. Fuck me up. <laughs> I, I also, I was like, oh, only two, as if it wasn't only out like three months ago. Like- <laughs> okay, but Crescent, how many times have you ever listened to it? Like, this is four. He's on four. That's what I thought. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on. It was. I was on my. I was at the end of my third time through it. Uh, when I was leaving Tulsa. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you tried to get me to listen to the ending with you. No, (laughs) not on my way to the airport. I'm not crying. Okay. Oh my god. Can you imagine showing up at border security or not? Well, you don't have border security, but TSA being like, I'm fine. Don't question me too much about what's in my bag. My friend made me listen to a book. (laughs) They already questioned me because the zipper on my pants set off their thing. Uh, I was wearing shorts. (laughs) And then if I added tears to that, it would have just been like, "Um, ma'am, we're going to need to go into another room with us. Yeah, we got to search this one. (laughs) Yeah. funny um yeah so we... oh, okay so then so we get the the black battle crown yes because now now they're going into battle which is so cool and i had this conversation with mole when i was reading this he finished it before i did um and so, and he wasn't sure he was okay with the battle crown because he felt like doing some sort of like high scale navigation like that or whatever was like a blues job. 
because they're all interconnected and they keep talking about how like the crown interconnects Mustang with everybody else. But like, do you like, I thought from a strategic standpoint, if you have a gold that's leading a military, they need to be able to be interconnected with everything. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts or opinions on that. Um, I definitely agree on that point, but also like, think about the boy who killed a torch ship like gold golds are definitely capable of like at least some approximation of the blue sink yeah um like pax like he obviously is wearing the halo to sink um won't have to anymore but well and like uh, but yeah so like obviously obviously gold is capable of it and Mustang is far smarter than any blue. Definitely. I was going to say, really it's, not even, it's not even gold of like, we see that Rona has the implants in. So she the can Drachen do Jager the Draken, which yeah. was, right. I think a blue versus, but I think the Republic is just at a point of, if we're going to break down the colors and we're going to break down you know, the societal bounds, then each color should be able to do anything any of the other colors do. Um, And so that then gets into, okay, well, then you're going to need the tech to do things that the blues can do. Uh, This would be a continuation of this. I also just absolutely love it. And I know, Crescent, we had a discussion about this, and I feel like it was in your backyard not on the podcast about the Celtic women leading battles because it would have been oh, involved yes. in this. A hundred percent we did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, what was in the podcast and what was, but it wouldn't have come up until this. Um, so if you don't know the Celts previous to the Romans coming to England, uh, always women were the generals of the army because like we can all admit as feminist as we want to be, that men do have tendencies to be stronger. And in a combat, men should be the front line. So you don't want your general being that front line. So they would use women. And they were not a patriarchal society, so they were fine with a woman leading as their generals to lead from the back. And you have that person who is safe, who knows everything. And this very much harks back to that in my thing of like, obviously the golds are fine with men and women doing whatever, but just having that crown put on Mustang's head to me was very reminiscent of Boudicca. Um, She's the most famous of them. I don't actually, I say Boudicca and then I don't remember anyone else's name at the moment, but those Celtic women who had to lead from the back uh, and drive that force. And they would also have taken every single person into battle. Kids used to come into battle with them. And that's, I think all of this looks very repeat, like repetitive of that. Uh, I don't know if that's where Pierce is getting inspired or it just makes sense that Mustang is that person to do it, but just she's not out there. You don't have Victra leading it, right? Like it would make sense. Victra's the one who's gone into the battles. She's got that 
academy training, but she's not actually running this war. Mustang is from the back, and it's very cool just having that parallel. But I absolutely love the idea that she can then sit there and control everything because I am that person who often forgets that these are set in the future. I think we it goes on so much about Roman and Greek mythology terms that I forget that they would have so, such access to technology far beyond or even like thoughts that this crown to me was the coolest thing and we cannot get into it because the Patreon voted and we have to stop at chapter 20 but yep. we will see more of the crown um but it's just it's just the coolest thing in my opinion yeah um to stem off of that um the because we just learned previously about psyche yeah lyria yep and so we learn about all of how that came to be and um the history behind it and what it was going to be used for um do you think that this could maybe be a stem off from the original design of the psyche because yeah. now because the psyche because the psyche was meant to control robots essentially um yeah. and be able to like from a farther distance away be able to control all of them whereas the crown is this thing that connects Mustang or its user, whoever it is, um, to all of the other parts of the military and be able to communicate with them. Do you think it could be something that's stemmed off from the psyche design or is it maybe more of a communication device? Ooh, I uh, thought of that. I, I don't know if it's necessarily stemming from it, but it's definitely in the same vein. Like it talks about uh, basically being able to basically slow down the the reaction, like the the input. So it's it's like it's speeding up her thoughts. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's if some part of that psyche uh, research ended up in the Crescent Vault. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I can't remember if... Because Victor knew about it. Well, Victor knew that there... Oh, because she knew about the bounty. Right? Mm -hmm. She was going after Figma. For Figment. Yeah. yeah. So she knew, so, I think, I mean, just about that little... Like, I don't know how much she knew, right. but yeah. Well, and then I can't say that because it's spoilers. Never mind. Blame the Patreon. We love you, Patreon. Well, this is, this is like we truly, we truly love you guys. Well, this is um, this is almost for Red God. For Red God, we might have to overrule yeah, you we're the next it time. Up, sorry. You. <laughs> <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to past episodes the reason we are doing exactly five every time is because of our patreon voted and they said that that's what's happening 
So we are left on some cliffhangers every episode rather than I had perfectly divided it so that it made sense. It's fine. I was but so Red mad God, when I remember this for Red God, people. <laughs> I was so mad when I got to the end of this chapter and I was like, are you kidding me? This, this is where I get to end. That's it. I don't get to talk about the next five chapters. <laughs> nope. Originally, you would have started... You, you would have been on originally just for, like, Mustang's first one there. You wouldn't have had to talk Lysander. Yeah. We would have only been talking Mustang for this chapter, is how originally how yeah. it would have split up. And part of me today almost was like, guys, let's just do the next one. Let me do it! Okay, another question I have for this, because I yeah. think this nucleus is so freaking cool. What do you think it looks like? Ooh. Do you think it looks like an actual crown, like a black crown with big but, spikes that she's putting on her head? Okay, so or do you think it's like something else? So it's hilarious because we're talking about this, and I have a black crown in my next room that I'm so tempted to like go and I have grab and just some on here. Yeah, we can just sit here. And, I don't know how we're gonna wear them with headphones. Is on. it this? Is it this? Part of me <laughs> wants it. Like I'm thinking it's not an actual like traditional crown that the spikes would send up. Part of me thinks it's like almost headband and the spikes go out. I don't know why, but yeah. almost like that's what I. I don't know what that's from, but I feel like that's from a movie, and I don't remember what movie it is yeah. where somebody is wearing a like a black metal and it has like big spikes coming out. On yeah, the that they're like vertical. <laughs> it, her, like, it could be. It certainly what? could be. Uh, saw. I don't watch the Saw movies, so it's not from Saw. <laughs> I've only seen Saw 4. Um, it was in theaters, I, and I knew, nearly threw up in my popcorn. Um, and I was oh. not 18 years old. I should not have gone into that movie, because you those are rated R up here. Um, but, um, yeah, I, for me, it was... It's, oh. Yeah, for me, it's, like, pretty overkill. Uh but I'm definitely imagining like a Lich King's crown. I played a lot of Warcraft. Um, it's like it. like giant like tall, tall spikes. Like yeah, or uh, or the the Witch King's crown or Sauron's crown. Yeah, I can see that. Actually, I think probably probably the Witch King crown is yeah. most. Uh, let me just double check. So for yeah. Patreon and everybody else that's listening or watching, um, let us know what you think the crown looks like. Yeah. Let's have... <laughs> yeah, for real. Please provide uh, visual representation if you can. Yeah. yeah, if you are in the Howler's Den, we do always have a thread that matches these episodes. Um, or you can drop it in the YouTube comments, and I promise to look within a week. Yep. Uh, if you were Patreon, we have our own little channel that they can just post whatever they want, so they can drop it in there, or with the rest of the den. That's up to them. But yeah, let's... I feel like that's the fan art we do. Where's PB Doodles on this one? I want to know PB Doodles' yeah. perspective on it. Maybe, uh, maybe if our patrons are really good... I can reach out and get her to come on. Yeah. Yeah, we should do a Patreon only of PB Doodles. Um, we love her. She is in the den as we well. Do. Um, I have another six mini prints 
from her that I need to put up. Yeah. I have the frames. I have the art. It, yeah. I just need to put the two together and put them on the wall. Yeah. She's going to do another sticker round. I don't know if this will be out by the time that happens, but. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, but uh, yeah, send us <gasps> what you think. Um, and I mean, on that note, just total tangent is last two weeks ago, we asked for carved animals and what we thought the lizard cat, what is it? Lizard cat eagle? Lizard cat falcon? Uh, bird. Bird. Um, looked yeah, like perfect. and shrooms did create one and actually created two and then asked for feedback and it is said that they she is going to work on her design so i absolutely love that that because of this we are getting the carved animals so if you want to submit your carved animals on whatever that lizard cat bird thing was as well as yeah the it was definitely purple lizard spider cat sloth it, i was yeah. chimera yeah. purple spider sloth oh yeah yeah Jams don't purple. google want... do not google <laughs> don't. spider purple spider sloth don't google it um that was disturbing thanks jabs um in this i think the only and i don't think it's a real carved animal but tree links are mentioned that there are links up licking their paws in the trees. Yeah. Um, yep. That's the only carved animal I could pick out from these chapters. Other than Sophocles is obviously everywhere. I just picture also, oh my god, can we go back to the gallows? Do you think they have Sophocles just standing next to Cavix? Or did Sophocles oh, have to... Yeah. <laughs> it's like this somber moment. Because Sophocles gonna, is just gonna gonna sitting the there going like... Like whining. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's true. He probably is a very... Like well trained, sometimes peeing on the no, floor. He's not <laughs> always, always peeing Just on the floor. Terrible. Yes, um, and he's getting crazier and crazier with every clone. Yeah, we love Sophocles yeah. though. Um, yeah. but yeah, any mm. other I thoughts have, on this? I have one last thing, yeah. which is tangent because you you talked about characters. Um, in this in this last little chapter, um, she has a conversation with Cavix, and he he makes that sly remark of, um, "Well, your contact." Yes. Okay. In the den, everybody thinks that abomination is yes. the contact, but then I was thinking about it. It could also be Julia. Oh. Or it could also be Lysander because she literally, um, Mustang literally says, if you think the worst, that's who it is. Those are our top three worst people. Well, Atlantia, but yeah. Yep. Well, I, I don't think Atlantia. That would be no, stupid. No, no, Like. Julia but, would be an interesting one because that harps back to our Cassius discussion and if Julia has suspicions that Cassius is alive working for the Republic, then yes, she would give whatever. But at the same time, then, that during Iron Gold, was a dark age where she appears. Like, that gives a little sus. Yeah. Iron Gold. Yeah. Um, Lysander... But it's at the end of Dark Age that she ha has the contact, so... That's true, so maybe she's gone back on her word. 
of like I didn't yeah. know what I would cause almost. And then I guess the only other weird suspecting thing I have for Julia is in, especially in that last like Lysander chapter with all of the, her mediating everything, she's mediated everything. And then like, so why, why is she the one besides being a Bologna? Why is she the one mediating everything and keeping justice within that whole system? Interesting. Versus somebody else. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it was just an interesting thought because we all think yeah. that it's the abom- abomination. abomination because it, he's because yep. he's still there. And then he has like, I don't know, he sold Sephiro. He did all these other th- things. And um, but it's like, how do you I don't know. How do you pick it up? Yeah, my thought is uh, that Mustang basically has traded her uh, her hatred. Like, she's willing to talk to him. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought, like, too. Make a convincing uh, exunt of Severo from your captivity. Yeah. And we can talk. I like, wonder. I, I still think that Abomination is looking for Mustang's uh, approval, Except... basically. Her love. But then, where is Mustang getting the information from? Or sorry, not Mustang. Where is Abomination <laughs> getting the information from? Because he is like a third player at this point. He's a third team. Yeah. He's. I mean. He has eyes and ears everywhere. I mean, he was oh, able he to make Lilith. Yep. Yeah, he has the pocket pills. Which I love how that's a thing right now in the den where everybody's like, oh yeah, birds aren't real. The pocket bells are the first example. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The government is watching us. Pocket bells. Yeah. Yeah. The jackal is watching us. For real. That's why they always sit on power lines. Yeah. It is like interesting to think. They're charging. Um, it is interesting to think, because, like, do we just want it to be the Abomination? Because a lot of people, um, and this is spoiler area, but I'll say it, of Abomination doesn't make an appearance in Lightbringer. Um, yeah. And so do we want Abomination? We're, are we grasping at that so that we have some connection to the Abomination in here? Um Right? Like, because Pierce doesn't usually do something that obvious, but at the same time, maybe that is supposed to be an obvious thing that we've all reached to. But I really like that. I didn't think of Julia. Lysander would be an interesting yeah. one, because then what's his well, like when, true when... end game? Like, why right, give he... her... And... Well, and the only other reason that I thought about Lysander is he makes a couple references to her where he's like, oh, I wonder what she's doing. I wonder if she is like out, if she still takes time in the stables to do these things. So he still thinks about her. So I don't know if, because it's so hard to like in the original trilogy, we just couldn't trust Darrow as a narrator. I still feel like I can't trust any of these people as narrators because I feel like with Pierce's writing style, he's going to unveil something because the the narrator was withholding that information from the reader. Yep. Yeah. 
the I think the biggest thing for me that that's like abomination is it's like basically it's right after talking about uh how oh, Kavix has lost both of his sons and then she she says you know imagine the worst and you're right and the jackal's mm -hmm. taken both of his sons yep Interesting. Well, stay tuned for Red God. <laughs> yeah. Who knows when? Soon. Keep writing, Pierce. Oh. Keep writing. Yeah. Um, all right. Are we good for those chapters? Any last thoughts? Not for me. I don't think so. All right. I think those were all the points I thought about. Well, thank you everybody for listening, watching, however you consume this media. Uh, like and subscribe. Um, comment. Do all the things. Get us in the algorithm. It, it helps a lot. Uh, and... Uh, Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Salem, for joining us. We will see you at the end of the book. I don't think you're back until February, so see you then. So long yep. from now. Yeah. So long! <laughs> we might have to have you drop in on somebody else's and just be like, hey, you're, you're tag-teaming because we're having Salem withdrawal. Yeah. But, I'll pull but... a drill bit and I'll just pop in. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Or bottles. Um, he did bottles did it two weeks ago as well. <laughs> We've learned to shut down this uh, voice comms channel a little bit harder now. Um, but we also, if you're in the Patreon, um, I'm sure we will ha do something with you between now and then, Salem. So join the Patreon. Yeah, uh, we're Fade to Obsidian on all the social medias, all the things we talk about. Including the OnlyFans. Right, Crescent? <laughs> I don't have a bottle to like... the Rose Garden. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wait, I've got right. a can. There you go. Once free, the teaser. <laughs> the rest. Go to the Fate to Obsidian OnlyFans. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to Fade to Obsidian, where Skipper and Crescent casually dissect the friendships, relationships, and those fade-to-black moments in the Red Rising saga. If you enjoy our chaos, please remember to like and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. We are available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at Fade to Obsidian. And if you'd like behind-the-scenes content or to be involved firsthand in our chaotic decisions, subscribe to our Patreon for as little as $2 a month. For $5, you'll receive a monthly postcard from Crescent. Will it be one of the ones that we accidentally stole from Tulsa? I'm so sorry, Decopolis. And if you're crazy enough to trust Skipper with maybe sending you a postcard, our third tier is $100 a month. What? Please don't choose this option. Lastly, make sure to join the pack in the Howler's Den on Discord, discord.gg slash thehowlersden, where we talk all things Red Rising. Until next time. Omnisphere lupus.